Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. my friends and welcome back it's uh, rush limbaugh the eib network and the limbaugh institute for advanced conservative studies happy to have you here welcome to a special podcast this is happening on february 17th and uh, something very sad happened today at approximately 9 30 or so west coast time this morning and that was rush limbaugh the king of talk radio a conservative leader passed away today at the age of 70 from lung cancer. Uh, I actually caught his last show. It was just kind of a freak thing. Uh, February 4th was his last episode. It wasn't planned on. It just was another day and I got to hear it and I got to hear rush one more time. And, uh, for that, I'm always, always going to be very grateful. Rush was, discovered by me personally um, when I was working as a driver for an industrial company, distribution company, and uh, flipping through the radio. And my dad, Jim, he had introduced me earlier when I used to ride along with him when I was 12, 13, 14 years old to Paul Harvey and the rest of the story. And I found that to be a very fascinating uh, bit of radio, uh, small, succinct, to the point, uh, giving you a little background and opinion on uh, the way things are and the way things will be. And with that, uh, searching around, in 1989, I found on, it was uh, 6.40 a.m. KFI in Los Angeles, the Rush Limbaugh Show. Never heard of him, didn't know, but um, I think it took about two, three minutes, and he was just being funny and and making fun of and light of, but uh, pointing out things that people were disregarding, just kind of, you know, never never saw for what it was and fell for it, fell for the, the scam of liberal media lying to everybody. And what Rush was doing was basically giving you the rest of the story. And it got everybody to think. And as you guys know, with this podcast, Listen Up America, it's about listening. It's about thinking. It's about using your God-given brains to decide for yourself and not to be a sheep and succumb to socialist, communist, Marxist media and their propaganda to fight that. Because your eyes aren't lying to you when you see something squirrely, but they're telling you nothing to see here. Your first instinct was right. And that's all that Rush was pointing out. Your instincts, when you take the minutia away, trust your instincts. What you see and what you hear, process that. And the conclusion you come with is probably right. Now, just like anything, you know, Rush had a massive audience. Uh, you know, they say 20, 30 million. I'm sure it was at least that, 
you know, they never, you never really know. But this is a guy that uh, fell in love with radio as a youth, and he was fired from jobs multiple times. He used to tell that story. Ah, he's fired more times than he can count. But it just made him hungrier and better and uh, work harder. And with that attitude, uh, you're going to succeed. Now, we're probably all not going to succeed like Rush Limbaugh did and have that insane fortune uh, from the EIB, Golden Microphone. Um, but who's to say what's, he'd be the first one to tell you. Money's great, but it doesn't hug you and he can't take it with him. But he was very charitable and gave a lot and raised a lot for cancer research. He did a lot for, uh, there was a Marine, um, charity that he had been involved with, I think for like the last 10, 15 years, he would literally take like a whole day or a couple of days of the show, shut it down. Just talk about something that wasn't even in the news, uh, pertaining to people and their health and things like that. And just raise money, just raise money. And, you know, he was vilified because he was evil. He was vilified because he, he had a voice and he used it and people out there freely went to AM radio, found him, and listened to him religiously because he was funny, because he was honest, because he would just say things the way he, the way that we all say things. And he never apologized for it because, you know, your opinion is your opinion. You don't have to apologize to anyone. If they're offended, that's their problem. I'm still going to say, and Rush would always say what we wanted to say and needed to say and felt like saying. And just like anything, we're not perfect. Are we going to upset people? Of course we're going to upset people. Everybody does. You watch CNN. How do you not throw your your boot at the TV other than the fact that that's your $1,000 TV and you don't want to smash it? But you just don't watch it. Think about this. More people listened to Rush Limbaugh every day than they did to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all of it. You could put them all together and go, here's what the liberals are listening to, and like 50 different radios and TVs, and then there's this guy, Rush, and he still had more people listening. People would say, you know, he was mean and racist. He is one of his best friends who worked for him the entire time. You all knew him as Bo Snurdly. He was the gentleman that took the calls and filtered them out and would tell you if you were lucky enough to get through, get to the point, make it quick. Uh, he's a black man. That was Rush Limbaugh's, one of his dearest friends, and worked for him since the beginning. His real name is James Golden. A lot of people didn't know that. And, uh, how are you racist by speaking your opinion and truth? And when you think about things like when you talk about Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb was an overrated quarterback. He wasn't near as good as everyone in the media made him out to be. But like Rush said, they, it's like they had to make a black hero out of somebody that really wasn't worth it. 
that wasn't going to live up to that level. He's just being honest. But you don't say that. Well, you do. He had the courage to. There's nothing wrong with having the courage to speak. And right now, as we all know, it's an attack on just that very thing. And boy, they got to be licking their chops thinking, well, that guy's gone. No one's going to fill that void. The void will be filled. I don't know whom, or it could be several. It could just go to multiple audiences. Who will be the nine o'clock West Coast noon uh, Eastern time zone conservative voice? I, I don't know. It'll take some time. And uh, time we have. But I just, I'll never forget, you know, sitting in that truck and driving in the desert of Southern California, going to my next delivery. And it's like 40 minutes in between stops and, uh, listening to rush and some of the things, you know, I'll, I'll always remember he always used to crack on the uh, environmental thing, uh, the spotted owl and the, and the lumber stopping up in the Northwest and stuff and born free, free as the wind blows. We all knew that cue, it was time we were going to get some funny crap about some environmental wackos strapping himself to a tree, um, and we would make fun of that moron. Um, you know, there was another time, uh, you know, the, I know the nicotine, formerly nicotine-stained fingers, and then who could forget the fresh off the press. Rush just was silly. He could have had every sound effect in the world, but, uh, you know, he'd find little music clips and then he'd just go comedian on it. And just, he was just funny. And for those that never saw it or got it, I feel sorry for you because you missed uh, something special. Every Monday through Friday, nine o'clock in the morning, when I was on the road, whether it was in sales, traveling, Working, whatever. Um, and if I wasn't in the West Coast and I was in the Midway, whatever, I'd still look for him. Where's Rush? I want to hear what he's got to say today because maybe something really stupid happened the day before. And let's see what Rush has to say. And what surprised none of us is he said what we all felt and thought already. He just said it out there on an airwave that was basically endless across this country. And, uh, it let people know, like I try to do here, is you're not alone. There are so many more people like you that feel and think like you do. And it's okay. It's not a crime despite what they're trying to do right now. But, you know, tributes are coming in. And you got the Sean Hannity's and the Mark Levin's and the Glenn Beck's and the Ben Shapiro's. and The list just goes on and on and on. And um, every one of them owes everything they have to Rush Limbaugh who saved radio and brought a political platform voice to the masses through that very simple platform. And the funny thing is Rush was a huge techo. He was a total tech nerd. He, Apple, you know, the company hated him and they didn't because they're liberal, but he loved the products and the updates and he'd get the, uh, whatever they called it before it was released and, um, and he get to play with it and, and get it all figured out. And he would spend like a Friday when it was open line Friday 
and he would he would just talk about his tech stuff. He just people would tease him. Like, you should totally do a podcast or YouTube video on all this stuff because he was very well informed with how all that stuff worked. I mean, the man was in 65, 67, 68 years old um, when he was really getting into this stuff. And of course, as you know, he he passed away today at 70. But uh, you know, to say he was an icon, absolutely. Uh, no matter, you know, the sad thing is there's people cheering and they're going to cheer anyway. Um, and I feel sorry for you if, if this is a good day for you, because this is actually a very sad day. Um, a defender of the constitution, you know, he came to us in the late eighties after Ronald Reagan was president as Rush called him, Ronaldus Magnus, because he was great. Ronald Reagan was an amazing president that this country needed back in 76. And, uh, we got him in 1980 landslide, got him in 84 largest election victory for a president in the United States in its history. That success, the, the open conversation of conservatism and where Russia's heart was and believed just motivated him with the voice to go out there and continue pushing the legacy of Ronaldus Magnus. But it, it, if you go back and think about it, um, what if Reagan beaten Ford and Ford knew in 76 at the convention when he invited Ronald Reagan up to speak to the people and Ronald's like, you don't want me to do that. Cause I'm going to make you look stupid. And they bagged and bagged and Ronald went up and did it. And then everybody on the floor, after they already nominated Ford, went, we picked the wrong guy. He, Ronald Reagan just went up there and just just completely shot from the hip. He killed it. Had a better speech than any other Jimmy Carter or Ford ever had. If he had been elected in 76 and was able to accomplish what he did in those eight years between 76 and 84 and, uh, you know, had his mental faculties, because I'll admit, you know, after looking back and seeing Ronald Reagan his last couple of years before he left office, he was having, he's having Joe Biden moments um, then. He'd have really good days and he'd have confused days. Joe Biden is the president now and he's been there like a month and he's confused. We're getting day one of Alzheimer's. It's happening right before your eyes. But Russia's legacy came from all that and his passion and love for this country, this constitution and for all of you, he did fantastic later in life economically. And he, all he wanted was for all of us to have a piece of the pie too. And I hope you all keep that in mind today and tomorrow and keep working forward that every time you get a roadblock put in front of you, it's just it's just a roadblock. You can go around it and go over it. You can readdress it, reanalyze your life and get yourself squared away and do something positive with your life. But, uh, rush was very special. And I, I've been asked, you know, when you have those conversations with friends, you get asked if you could have three people sit down at dinner, um, who would you, you know, dead or alive, who would you pick? You know, I never want to pick Jesus Christ. Right. Um, that's the obvious one, but we'll just say, you know, we'll take Jesus off. Uh, my list was Ronald Reagan, Rush Limbaugh, and Lucille Ball. 
I thought that would be a really fun dinner. Um, that I wouldn't want to end. Talk about a, you know, 10 course meal or something. It's just like, uh, that would have been amazing to speak to those three people in my opinion and just enjoy their conversation and see their personality and their, you know, Ronald Reagan telling a story and a joke and Rush Limbaugh just being Rush and Lucy being Lucy, I think would have been a pretty sweet dinner. But today on February 17th, 2021, I think we all just lost a dear friend. He was on the radio and none of us have probably ever met him, but we all felt like we knew him. We felt like he knew us, that even though he was a voice on the radio, he understood who he was talking to and who was listening. Even the the left, you know, he always used to say, you know, he Nobody knew the liberals better than he did because he studied them in their playbook and they were repetitive and they did the same thing over and over. You just have to pay attention and you'll see where it's going to happen. That's what he always had is, you know, it was counted 99.9% always correct and verified by, da, 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 da. I think it was a Rancho Cucamonga these days. <laughs> you know, just something, it was, it was just another one of his little side bits, but I guess somebody actually did track all that. That, yeah, he was right. He would say something and then in time, whether it was a day, a month, a year, 10 years, he was right. But, uh, it's a, it's just a sad day. It's a sad day. And I thought Rush deserved just a, a little time of his own to just say thank you for the 30 plus years that you gave this country, uh, the time and commitment, the passion and the love for this country and for the people within the with the people here, the military and, and the like, it's, um, he'll be remembered by most of us for being that person. And for those that never listened to the show, but hated him, uh, we feel sorry for you because you missed out on something that was pretty entertaining. And if you just took the blinders off and went in with an open mind, I bet you would agree with 70 to 80% of what he had to say. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, he always made fun. Feminazis, right? That, well, that was one of the first ones that got everybody going. Feminazis. Oh, look at that guy. He called them feminazis. It was about the outrage of a woman that he used to kid about. He goes, this goes, she's this is an ugly woman who couldn't get attention. It's <laughs> so she'd scream her head off. It was a joke. But it was the hypocrisy of it all. And he would bring it up today. And, uh, you know, they talk about the transgender and guys wanting to be women in, in dresses. And where are the feminazis? And, and that's what he would ask. And I'm asking and I have been asking and I'll continue to ask. Where are you women? Whether you're a feminist or whether you're just a woman, actually born a woman. And why are you not speaking out? Everything that was fought for and won through the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and you know, you just you're just gonna let all that go. You you would hate someone like Rush Limbaugh so much because he was a feminist Nazi. And you don't even stand up for feminism. That's why he's talked about things like that. That's why I give it labels. Give it a silly little name that would get a reaction, which was the entire point. 
The left hated him because he was powerful and he was right. And people were listening and it scared the crap out of them. They could, they tried their best to duplicate it. You have like Alec Baldwin would come on the radio and that guy's a clown and he go on the radio and his show on like whatever it was NPR or whatever lasted about three days and nobody listened because he wasn't funny. All he would do was trash other people. This guy's scum. That guy's a jerk. I would punch him. And if I'm like, that's not what I want to listen to. I remember, uh, I was at Sirius XM radio in one of my cars. And, uh, this is maybe like, this was during the Bush days. So this is like 12, well, I don't know, maybe 16 years ago now, I guess. Right. Um, and it was a, a guy on liberal rate. I, I just want, I was curious, like, what are they liberals saying today? Right. So I just clicked it over to whatever channel it is, channel one, 10 or 12. I don't even remember back in the day, but it was up in the hundreds. And, uh, gosh, I don't remember the guy's name. He's a fat MSNBC guy back in the day, maybe 10 years ago. And he, um, it was like back in the Keith Oberman days and stuff like that. And this guy was just nasty and rude and disrespectful. He was just a horrible person. I, and I, I wish I could remember his name. But I'm sitting here listening to the show, and I can only take one segment. I had to turn a channel because the debate between these guys was, which Bush daughter would you want to rape? And I'm just like, what? This is what you people on the left talk about? Attacking and sexually assaulting women on the right because their daddy's the president? This is going on the radio? And it, I'm like, oh, and, and you know, he got fired. Not because of that. He just got fired because no one listened. It's just the things that you claim that Rush Limbaugh said when you didn't hear it and the context for which it was given was always removed when it was replayed in a six second bite on CNN. You know, and he banned MSNBC from the show. He would play no clips, give none of them, forget them. They were out of their damn minds. And he would just read the text instead of let it play. And, uh, you had Rush who would openly be making fun and joking and, and having his sense of humor just come out on the radio all natural and just vilified and hated. Where were the feminists when that guy I was listening to on that liberal station that was an MSNBC? Where were you all at when he was advocating and having this conversation? Cause <laughs> it's funny. Which Bush daughter would you rape? you know, Rush didn't think rape was funny. So maybe it was okay for you to agree with him. So to kind of wrap it up, I just want to say Rush, thank you so much for everything you did for us, for coming to work prepared and being you and letting your personality and your love of the country just come out on the radio and having an audience that large, you were doing it right. And the liberal media knew it. And they hated you for it because you were successful. You weren't successful because of you per se. You were successful for what you were speaking about your way. Because conservatism is the only thing that will work in humanity.
and there are winners and losers in life, and you don't want to be a loser. You, you know, we can't all be Rush Limbaugh wealthy. No, we can't. But you can be Rush Limbaugh wealthy and not try to take over the world and have children and and put them into office with the backing of your financial wallets. You know, you do it on your own. That's how he did it, and that's how he wanted everybody to do it. But you will be missed. I'd like to say you'll be missed, my friend, even though we never met, but I felt like we've known each other for 30 years. You're a sweetheart of a guy, damn funny. And I pray for Catherine and your brother David and the rest of your family and your dear closest friends that saw you every day. You know, for James Golden, your AKA Bo Snurdly. For you folks, I am so sorry that your friend has passed away. Just know that you have millions of people joining you in mourning and are very sad that an American icon has left us. God bless you, Rush. And God bless the Ditto Heads. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America.